0: John Andercheck again. The show is Labor Lines. I'm recording it for broadcast on the 26th of January. I have an interview here with the three organizers, three of the organizers of the Restaurant Workers Council out of New York City, Diego, Jesus and Eric right now. So we're going to go right back into that interview I recorded a few weeks ago. Thank you. Uh, they are they're establishing uh, a movement, if you will, organizing towards a democratic an independent uh, uh, union in the restaurant sector of New York City. And we're discussing uh, right now specifically uh, the TIP system. Uh, uh, Eric, you compared it to the P system, uh, uh, which I find even more egregious than the hourly system. To some extent, uh, my take on the P system uh, for 99% of it is uh, if it didn't work for the owner, you wouldn't have it uh, you know, Holly, they, they, they kind of illusion that it, it works for you, but, uh, brother and sister, if it didn't work for the owner, there'd be no peace system. uh, uh and there's some exceptions. I, uh, I, I, I was, uh, working with some miners on strike up in, uh, uh, North Idaho here. And, uh, they actually, uh, wanted to defend our peace system and they were, and they were very understanding about it. They weren't, so, uh, uh, they knew that, but for the most part, again, it, it, it if it doesn't work for the owner, you're, not, you're going to go back to the hourly wage. And again, I, I threw my commentary in there and we'll just go from there.
1: Okay. Um, so I, I'm just no, going to... That- can I... Can, I uh, can we pause the oh, yeah. quick yeah. Right. Pues uh, estamos hablando que uh, la forma de salario de propina es... Uh, esencialmente viene del mismo propósito uh, que el salario por tiempo. Es decir, que digamos que el trabajador requiere la misma cantidad de dinero que en la situación que recibe un salario por tiempo, digamos que sea 150 dólares por día pero en el caso de un trabajador propinado solo la pequeña minoría de ese salario básico que es es necesario para sostener la vida está pagada en la forma de salario por tiempo y lo demás lo que es parte de salario uh, básico que es necesario, uh, viene en la forma de propina uh, de parte del cliente que solamente lo paga uh, si le da la gana. Uh, y el punto clave de, de acordarse ahora, y aquí, es que uh, es una deducción avanzada del salario básico. No es algo que viene encima del salario, sino es la gran mayoría del, las, del salario que viene solamente por uh, que viene casi en forma de, 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 de un regalo del cliente, pero que realmente es parte del salario uh, necesario para sostener la vida. Lo que acaba de decir John es que si la forma del salario no funcionaría para su jefe, que no, uh, si no fuera algo conveniente, no existiría. Eric, what you saying? I think
2: that, it, that, Uh, comparison to the peace wages is important because um, tipped workers will also defend the tips that they make for the same reason I think that uh, workers who are working for a peace wage may defend the peace wage because uh, um, the worker will forever dream of doubling productivity knowing that it will mean a doubling of take-home pay. And it's the same illusion uh, with tipping, and as you said, it's to the benefit of the owners. I would add that in the absence of a union, the time wage is certainly to the benefit of owners as well. Um, they benefit the owners in different ways um, and are advantages and disadvantages. The peace wage, for example, can lead to a lowering of quality, which is why there are sanctions that are then implemented. They can scrap work and so forth. Uh, but I think it's an interesting comparison.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Again, uh, right. They all work in the benefit of the owner absent that union, as you say, um, Eric. uh, 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 But on examination, some seem to be more uh, more apparent than others. Right. So go ahead, please. Right.
1: Yeah, I think um, one thing that's uh, common among tip workers is that uh, it's not entirely clear that uh, the tips they're receiving actually do form the basic wage uh, m- and that, that over the years uh, comes into like an average that hovers around the value that it takes to sustain themselves. They're not going and playing the lottery each time they go to work with the possibility of making infinite money. They're just uh, uh, receiving their basic wage in the most, uh, tip workers really do receive their basic wage in the most irregular, least dependable way possible. And that, that has a lot of various different effects. Um, Jesús, estamos hablando de uh, algunos de los efectos del salario en forma de propina. Yo estaba hablando sobre uh, la inseguridad que viene uh, de, de tener su salario básico pagada en, en cierta manera que es tan irregular. Si tiene algo para añadir, habla. Eric, you have anything to add?
2: Yeah, I think that point that you just um, uh, made—that tipped workers are at the mercy of the business cycle. Um, Mm -hmm. When business is slow, um, whether it's due (laughs) to cyclical or extraordinary factors like the pandemic, then tipped workers will see wages Mm -hmm. plummet. And I think. That's one reason why the pandemic has given us, in in a way, an opportunity to bring tipped workers into our project, uh, because Mm -hmm. these days, um, with business slow, with restaurants closing and opening, uh, tipped workers see the precarity of the tipped wage form, uh, the way that they were caught up in the illusions of uh, making infinite money
1: per shift before. Bueno, Diego estamos, Eric estaba diciendo que que sí, sí.
3: No, bueno, lo que yo te iba a decir es que ese sistema de propina es un arma de doble filo, ¿no? porque depende del, del salario. De la, por ejemplo, yo voy en mi experiencia, yo que estoy ahora mismo estoy trabajando, mi pago no es igual todas las semanas. Una semana es más alto, otra semana es más bajo. Sí. Entonces, depende de qué tanto movimiento hay en esa semana. Por ejemplo, si el clima no está tan bueno, no llega mucha gente, obviamente. Entonces, no voy a ganar lo mismo que gané la semana pasada, esta semana. Igual, ahora mismo, como el sistema antes, pues se nos iba mejor después de la pandemia porque los tips ya iban incluidos. Ahora ya no, ahora el cliente deja lo que ellos quieren. Entonces, como que no está siendo justo porque trabajamos mucho, porque yo tengo el mismo trabajo igual. Entonces mi trabajo no ha bajado porque no, no me estén pagando, porque no gane más, o porque gane más o gane menos. Entonces como que no me está favoreciendo. Bueno, sí. alguna gente pues está alegre porque a lo mejor ellos hacen más dinero que otros. Como tú decías, que la gente que de repente los meseros, vaya que ganan muchos más. De acuerdo a la forma de pago, que ganan más puntos que nosotros, ellos hacen más dinero, pues ellos no... A ellos poco les importa lo que pueda estar pasando, porque yo he visto acá también que la gente tiene una cultura muy individualista, o sea, que si tú estás bien, no te importa que el otro esté jodido, como decimos así. Entonces sí, como que no, el sistema no está haciendo, no es justo, porque no sería, lo correcto sería que todos tuviéramos un salario igual, que toda la semana ganáramos lo mismo. Sí, sí, tema.
1: Sí. Lo que decía Eric era que uh, ahora uh, con la pandemia vemos a los trabajadores propinados uh, sometidos al ciclo de negocio. Así que vemos que uh, esta ilusión que pueden tener que hay la posibilidad siempre de dinero infinito uh, ha sido, uh, esta ilusión ha sido uh, destruida por el hecho de que uh, se ve tan claramente la precariedad de los trabajadores propinados y la falta de otro sistema de salario. Jesus was um, saying that uh, this is uh, right now, especially that um, uh, he never takes home the same amount each week, uh, regardless of how much he works. Right now, there's only outdoor dining. Uh, there's only outdoor dining in New York. So even now, the amount that you take home can depend on the weather, uh, which is absurd. <laughs> I can't think of any other job in which, uh, many other sectors in which your take home pay, regardless of the work that you're doing, actually depends on the weather. Like uh, at some places, some of the time in the pandemic, like uh, tips were included as part of the beginning of the reopening, but now um, uh, it's completely up to luck. How much a worker will make for doing the exact same thing every day. Uh, And then uh, you do he's saying that you do see these divisions too among the workforce where there might be a handful of waiters that. Uh, Happen to make a little bit more money than your average waiter, your average busser. And all of a sudden you have the attitude on the part of this person that uh, now that they're making money again, they don't care how everyone else is doing. Uh, He says that uh, uh, this irregularity is very unfair and that uh, workers should be able to depend on a consistent and high salary.
0: Right. Well, uh, yeah, uh, very good. Again, I like to uh, introduce everyone here, starting with myself. I'm John Andrichek, a recording on the 15th of January for Labor Lines, the radio show Labor Lines, a podcast. And joining me are Diego Jesus and Eric with Restaurant Workers Council on New York City. We're discussing uh, right now uh, uh, the, the tip structure uh, built into the restaurant sector but uh, in inequity, uh, equity you made a point also of uh, how it's uh, even it's it kind of seems to be uh, uh, accentuate or magnify uh, individualism versus solidarity. Uh, where if, if someone's making a little more instead of uh, looking upon their fellow workers, they might just think it's uh, because of their benefit and not their benefit, but th- they're just doing a better job. They won't look upon it as. Uh, just circumstances. And uh, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, Diego, uh, what brought a uh, thought to mind here, you mentioned how it was just pretty, uh, uh, maybe not unique, but certainly a function of the restaurant tipping is you don't know what you're going to make when you show up. Uh, and that also is uh, been the uh, precariousness of the service sector uh, in general before the pandemic in that, you uh, uh, with scheduling and other things you, uh, you may not show up you may not even work yeah, if you work you don't know what you're gonna make uh, if you take all the effort to show up the work be a child care transportation a combination thereof uh, you may show up and uh, uh, turn around and have all that a uh, 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 lost investment so some thoughts there and now let's turn it back to you folks
2: I think one, uh, point.
1: Um, right. So when you, mentioned working uh, different days of the week, because obviously for tip workers, uh, a tip worker wants to work on, has to work essentially to make ends meet on a Friday or a Saturday. Uh, and a Monday or Tuesday is a very bad day because it's very slow. So you can do almost the same amount of work, but come away with very different amounts of money. Right. Whereas like, uh, <clears throat> I always worked as a cook. So on a Monday, Tuesday, it doesn't matter for me if no one's coming in the door, I'm having the time of my life, relatively speaking, as much as I'm making minimum wage can. Uh, but uh, that's not necessarily the case. And um, what one sees is uh, another manifestation of this individualism, this this kind of uh, self-policing that, that the tipping system can encourage in, in, in workers that are really struggling to make a living, is that they'll fight over the best days to schedule, uh, the manager can essentially d- discipline their workers based on their scheduling, which is uh, ridiculous. That's uh, not a good situation for workers uh, to be in at all. And I think that uh, uh, having a consistent hourly wage would really take, uh, put a lot of power into the hands of, of tip workers that were previously uh, subjected not only to the whims of customers, but also to management in this particular case when it comes to scheduling.
0: Uh, I'm just gonna throw right in here and let uh Eric come in but uh because that really is something that strikes me uh at the heart uh diego with with the with the vulnerability to the managers uh because it again leads to harassment and exploitation and and that's just a fact of life uh, uh and it all has to be uh addressed again with a union uh with the strength there uh there there would be uh a barrier, a barricade against that, but we all know uh, uh, the the dark hole that goes down. And with that, I'll I'll, I'll let you guys go. Go on, please.
2: I was just gonna make this point that there is a lot of resistance initially when um, tipped workers, um, particularly bartenders and waiters hear about here this position that we want to abolish tipping, Uh, and in part they've been conditioned by the experience of owner-initiated schemes uh, to abolish tipping uh, in a way that uh, benefits them. Uh, So one example from 2015 is the Union Square Hospitality Group. They own Shake Shack, which is a big chain here in New York, uh, and other restaurants, uh, small so-called progressive restaurants have also taken this up, abolishing tips. And the idea here is that uh, they'll put on a service charge instead so the tips can essentially be appropriated by the owners and used to pay the wage bill. Um, and this, uh, uh, these kinds of schemes uh, came about in the face of legislative efforts to raise the minimum wage, which worried uh, restaurant owners Uh, And rather than paying uh, for a greater percentage of the wage for tipped workers, the solution was to confiscate tips and use them to pay the increase. And it should go without saying that our proposal would never, as the owner proposals, did lower wages for workers. Uh, Because the result of these schemes uh, universally Which are uh, enthusiastically taken up by so called worker centers, including ROC United, which is the big restaurant worker center. And I put worker in quotes. Um, The result of those schemes was a lowering of wages for um, tipped workers. Uh, That (coughs) is unacceptable. Our our goal is a high, uniform, dependable wage. so it has nothing to do with those owner-initiated schemes.
0: Very good. And again, uh, while we're, we're talking about uh, the impact of wages of making a living of, of being able to provide for yourself and your family, uh, your efforts here would also uh, uh, go that much further to protect uh, human dignity. Because again, you're not you're not subject to, uh, uh, again, uh, management and shifts and, and who gets the best schedule and all that. You get your schedule, and you know we're never going to eliminate favoritism and all that, but it it, it won't affect the money you, the the earnings you make. So, right. Go ahead.
1: Pause to translate. Uh, Jesús estamos diciendo que todos los que hablan español. Estamos diciendo que mucha de la resistencia a la idea de reemplazar el sistema de propina con un salario por hora alto y fijo viene de la memoria de estos esquemas de parte de dueños de restaurante que hicieron mucho ruido con la idea de eliminar a la propina, pero realmente lo que estaban diciendo era confiscar las propinas para subvencionar a la cuenta de de, de la nómina, es decir que estaban usando las propinas como subsidio a la cuenta de salarios que efectivamente resultó en un corte de salarios para todos los trabajadores propinados y casi no tenía impacto para los que antes no recibían propina y esto Tenemos que recordar que un sindicato nunca firmaría un trato que efectivamente bajaría a los salarios. Lo que buscamos, eh, solo para subrayarlo, es un salario alto, consistente por hora, que sería mínimo lo que los meseros y los trabajadores propinados ganan ahora. Uh, one thing to point out that's, uh, interesting about the tip sharing schemes that, uh, you, uh, in the part of worker centers and, uh, other such, uh, entities is that, uh, the new Trump department of labor rules, uh, which allow tip sharing are essentially a vindication of the worker centers plan. So this is an organization of supposed progressive restaurant owners that is very, very closely tied to the democratic party. And that, uh, uh, paint themselves as uh, some some kind of um crowd resistance group uh and yet we see that they're uh, they, as political progressives and yet we see that their policy decisions their policy plans are being effectively implemented by the Trump Department of Labor and we can uh, flip through the recent Department of Labor decisions under Donald Trump and see that they're absolutely consistent in attacking workers at every possible turn and yet we see the the um these organizations, the supposed progressive organizations run by uh, restaurant owners, are effectively converging with the Trump administration in this particular policy, which uh, we think clearly is, is bad for workers. That's one thing to point out there, that the uh, worker centers, Donald Trump, uh, the supposed progressive uh, restaurant owners, they all converge when it comes time to uh, attack workers' interests.
0: Well, that's, and, uh, again, an observation comment, and uh, we spoke about this uh, a few uh, visits ago, Diego, is um, uh, you're taking the long march, the long haul, towards an independent and democratic union uh, when you see other people push for the minimum wage. Uh, some unions put a lot of money into the fight mm-hmm. for 15, and again, I won't, won't gain, say, going from 7 to 15, uh, but that all still puts you in the hands of of. Uh, the political system uh you you're vulnerable to what they're going to vote on at your state capitol or your city hall and all where the the fundamental goal here is to put the hands uh as pride as it might sound but you guys are sincerely working for this put the hands in an actual workers
1: right and i think uh yeah and i not... think you want to take it there i think we're I was to... just going
2: to say that uh Yeah, I was going to say the goal of a union, uh, of course, a higher minimum wage is a good thing, but the goal of a union is not a higher minimum wage, but the maximum possible wage plus benefits, job security, control over conditions of labor in a pandemic. Uh, uh, And so a sectoral union uh, would negotiate Negotiate a contract that would pay a high uniform wage out of the owners' pockets to all restaurant workers, uh, and would not settle for a minimum wage, even a high, higher minimum wage, uh, like a fifteen-dollar minimum wage. Uh, we would negotiate for the maximum
1: possible hourly wage. que español estamos diciendo que aunque hay muchos sindicatos y grupos de dicen representar a los trabajadores de restaurantes (coughs) que están usando la mayoría de su esfuerzo para trabajar por un salario mínimo más alto. Decimos que eh, nadie se quejaría de un salario mínimo más alto. Obviamente eso es es una cosa buena. Pero para nosotros eh, la tarea de un sindicato no es un salario mínimo más alto, sino el salario más alto posible, el salario máximo posible. Uh, que también uh, tendría que venir con beneficios de cuidado de salud, de control sobre condiciones de trabajo. Así que no es suficiente para nosotros para trabajar y luchar por lo mínimo o para arbitrar lo que será el mínimo, sino para conseguir uh, la vida mejor posible para los trabajadores, realmente de esa manera.
0: So again, um, Diego, we started out. You spoke about how the, uh, the, the perception, if you will, um, of the tip wage, yes, it's been in there. Uh, it's, it's a dinosaur. Um, it, uh, it's more egregious than uh, some other forms of, 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 of wages, of working conditions. It, it, it exacerbates uh, problems that you're going to see in all workforces. Again, the vulnerability. Of when you work, how you work, uh, all along the line, uh, the the uh, the encouragement of individualism, or uh, again uh, atomization of the workplace against solidarity, and uh, and so that would be. The, I mean, that's again they uh, are working towards an independent and democratic sectoral uh, organizing of the New York City uh, food the restaurants under the Restaurant Workers Council, and uh, we've been discussing the. The tip arrangement, which would be uh, an integral part of this, um, is, is there more to add on that, or do you want to go into uh, what's what? Will what you look ahead of in twenty twenty one? If anyone can predict the year, right? I mean,
4: we're-
1: <laughs> uh, one thing that's uh, worth saying, yeah, uh, something I alluded to earlier. Uh, but one thing that's worth saying is that as long as the tipping system has existed, uh, restaurant workers have been fighting to. Uh, replace the tipping system with a high dependable hourly wage. Uh, So we see this. uh, We have an article, actually, where we uh, lay out a lot of the same points in in greater detail that we're talking about here. But uh, the earliest article we found is a French workers newspaper in 1846 that says, uh, why isn't the owner of a restaurant or a cafe responsible for paying their workers like uh, uh, owners in every other uh, uh, sector? Uh, Why should there be this one exception in which workers have to essentially beg for their wage. Uh, we also quote a, a German workers newspaper from 1901, which is uh, saying a lot of the similar things that uh, you, John, are pointing out is how uh, particularly uh, for uh, women that work in the sector, uh, the, uh, the tipping system augments their, augments their, their various vulnerabilities uh, that uh, beg for their rem- remuneration of their very real work penny by penny, uh, which will not serve us. And then even in this country, so early as 1913, uh, <clears throat> uh, union meetings of restaurant workers were uh, met with, uh, uh, they were met with applause when they discussed the uh, ending of the, of the tipping system. And so this is uh, not a new idea. Uh, this is something that's consistently been um, fought for by restaurant workers. And uh, it, I think it's a it's a part of our history as workers that we need to uh, carry to its logical conclusion, to replace this uh, wage system with uh, a high uh, consistent hourly wage.
0: And again, um, uh, uh, an observation here, a comment, uh, Diego, Eric, Jesus, is that um, you know it, it's a struggle again. Organizing the workplace is a struggle ultimately, in my opinion, of human dignity. And uh, there's many, many assaults on human dignity at the workplace, uh, but in the restaurant sector, uh, this tipping system uh, is it, it, such a apparent <sighs> attack on it. That again, like you talked about, the, uh, when you work, how you work. Uh, so you're really striking at, uh, striking at the, the heart of this, in my opinion. Finishing up uh, the first hour of a two-hour session that I recorded a week or so ago with uh, Restaurant Worker Council organizers, Diego, Jesus, and Eric. Going to play the next hour in the same fashion, hopefully next week, on this show, Labor Lines on KRFP, Moscow, Idaho, 90.3 FM. Excuse me. If you'd like to become a member of this great station, please go to krfp.org and find out how at this time i'd like to thank uh, over the two years that i've had this show the adopted dj folks that have adopted my program three of anonymous donors over that time that's one way you can support a specific program among all the great programming on this great station going to go into the last half hour of this two-hour show with some music. If you'd like to get hold of me with any recommendations or suggestions for interviews, any links, any comments on the music, do so via Twitter at laborlinejohn or laborlinejohn at yahoo.com. Thanks again.
4: last night. Now they blew up his house too. Now on the boardwalk they're getting ready for a hell of a fight. Gonna see what those racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state. And the DA can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble. hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Everything dies, maybe that's a fact. But maybe everything that dies, someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair up pretty. Meet me tonight in Atlantic City. put my money away but I got debts that no honest man can pay so I drew what I had from the central trust and I bought us two tickets on that coast city bus everything dies maybe that's a fact but maybe everything life dies someday comes back put your makeup on but your hair and pretty And make me alive In that light I sing You forever, I'll stay. Yeah, go on out where the sands turn into gold. So put on your sock and rain as the nights get cold. Maybe everything dies. Maybe that's a fact. But maybe everything that dies someday comes back. There yeah, maybe be something. For a job, but it's hard to find Down here there's just winners and losers And don't get caught on the wrong side of that line But I'm tired of coming out on the losing end So honey, last night I met this guy Gonna do a little favor for me Everything dies, maybe that's the fact Maybe everything that dies, someday comes back Put your makeup on, get your hair up, breathe. Eat me tonight, in a legacy. Meet me tonight, in a legacy. Meet me tonight, in a me legacy. Me Come on and meet me.
5: Lot beyond Oasis Town, down the street from the Mexican restaurant beyond the Auto Zone, and the place is pay payday loans. There's a Kmart and a KFC, a fitness center and an Applebee's, Wells Fargo and Taco John's, a good time bar get your bad swerve on in a town that's named for razor blades all american but chinese made folks working hard for shrinking pay 21st century usa We got coal and methane gas We got jobs where the work is hard Stores to max out your credit cards In a town that ain't nowhere near Just like every town, everywhere Folks working hard for shrinking pay Say we have Just as hard for less They get together Late at night at bars And bang each other Like crashing cars Working hard But it don't seem enough Calloused hearts Make even love seem tough Prescription pills To make the pain hurt less Until your calloused heart Just needs a rest look at your children and you hope and pray They can conjure up a better day No one remembers how it got that way 21st century USA 21st century USA
6: shift could in a week, John Henry could have told him what that means, when they'll come to and all the big-
0: songs was afraid of the goons and the geeks and the company thinks And the deputy sheriffs who made the raid And when the news was called, she went
7: to the Union Hall And when the Legion boys came round, she always stood her ground Oh, you can't scare me, I'm sticking to the Union I'm sticking to the Union I'm sticking to the Union Oh, you can't scare me, I'm sticking to the Union I'm sticking to the union till the day I die yeah. This union maid was wise to the tricks of company spies She couldn't be fooled by the company stool She'd always organize the guys She'd always get her way when she strong for better pay She'd show her card to the National Guard and this is what she'd say Oh, you can't scare me I'm sticking to the union I'm sticking to the union I'm sticking
8: to the union Oh, you can't scare me I'm sticking to the union I'm sticking to the union Till the day I die You women who want to be free Just take a tip from me Join your hand with a union man Into the 21st century As Angela Davis found We're all together bound let race and class and gender joy to stand on common ground. Oh, you can't scare me! I'm
7: sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union. Oh, you can't scare me! I'm sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union, to the union. till the day I die. Oh, you can't scare me! I'm sticking to the union. I'm sticking to the union, I'm sticking to the union. Oh, you can't scare me. I'm sticking to the union, I'm sticking to the union till the day I die. I'm sticking to the union till the day I die.
8: looks at her and says, hey, darling, I can remember when you could stop a love. Oh, but ain't that America you and me? Ain't that America something to see, baby? Ain't that America home on the free? Yeah, little pink houses. like everything.
0: John Mellencamp. Pink Houses. Yes, sir. Before that, checking my notes. Billy Bragg with Ruthie Mardrina. Mike and Ruthie Mardrina singing Guthrie's Union Maid live. That's also with the New York Labor Chorus. Steve Earle, John Henry. Drive-by truckers. 21st Century USA. Springsteen, a live version of Atlantic City. And what did we do before that? Starting this music out somewhere in there, uh, the Dropkick Murphys shipping out to Boston, and it was the second segment of the first hour of my interview with Restaurant Workers Council on New York City. John Anerchek, Labor Lines, set the playlist on the 26th of January, if all goes well. If you want to get hold of me, do so at Laborline John uh, via Twitter. The show also can be found after it plays on the air uh, on Anchor FM, labor lines on Anchor FM and other podcast platforms, including Spotify, Overcast, and others. So, hope you can find that. And I'm going out again with Warren Zevon. Don't let us get sick.
9: Nice get stupid all right just make us be brave make us play nice let us be together tonight The ripples in time Lucky to be here With someone I like Who maketh my spirit to shine Don't let us get sick Don't let us get old Don't let us get stupid All right Just make us be brave make us play nice and let us be together tonight Don't let us get sick Don't let us get old Don't let us get stupid Alright Just make us be brave and Make us play nice and Let us be together tonight